The pages of a book are filled with tales of great adventures, stories of everlasting love, heartbreak, and the classic whodunit. Explore them all with your host, Laura Young. Welcome to Read Astray. Hello, I'm Laura Young, middle school reading teacher and avid reader in general. Welcome to Read Astray, a podcast designated to reviewing books. It is a true joy of my job to be able to share the love of books and reading with my students, but it is also a treat to share and discuss books with other adults. So I am delighted to have a guest with me in the studio today, my friend, colleague, and fellow reader, Sheila Chaffin. Sheila, would you say hello and tell the audience a little about yourself? I would be happy to. Hi, my name is Sheila Chaffin, and I am an educational interpreter with the Putnam County School System. I've done that for about 35 years now, and I am lucky enough to be able to interpret in Laura Young's classroom, yours truly. Such a blessing. I became an avid reader by way of Dr. Seuss a long time ago. One of my favorites. I think I learned to read with Dr. Seuss. Uh, To think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, still my favorite book. (laughs) That's great. Well, today we're moving on from Dr. Seuss, and we will be reviewing... Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeyman. This is one of many novels in the reviews that is a debut for the author, and I am completely blown away by the talent of these new writers and certainly hope they're able to follow up with other spectacular stories. This particular book is a Reese Witherspoon book club pick, a New York Times bestseller, and soon to be a major motion picture. NPR's reviews states, deadpan, heartbreaking, and humorous all at once. But none of those are the reasons I chose to read this book. When I read the back, Eleanor's character description reminded me of Uwe. Uwe, the main character in Frederick Bachman's book, A Man Called Uwe, which is one of my top five all-time favorite books. Uwe really shouldn't be a character to love. He's so miserly and grumpy and skeptical of everything, but he's also hilarious. He charms with his completely uncharming ways. Though I don't share his worldview, what he says actually makes sense, and sometimes it's really funny. Then I read the book list starred review, which states, Move over, Uwe, there's a new curmudgeon to love, a remarkable debut. And at that point, I knew this was a must-read for me, and I loved every minute of it. Eleanor may have taken Uve's spot in my top five faves. After Sheila read this book, one of the very first comments she made was a connection to Uve. You are so right, Laura Young. I just love the character of Eleanor. She was so simple on the outside, but as I read, she became more complex. And I just love the fact that she said exactly what she wanted to, which is something I think we all wish we could do. It'd be nice to get away with it, wouldn't it? It would. (laughs) Well, I read a lot of books and many characters come and go. Some are well-developed and interesting and others less so, but on a rare occasion, I find one of those truly memorable characters that would stay with me for a long, long time. Uwe's one of those characters and Eleanor is one of those characters. Uh, Sheila just was saying that she's got to buy this book for herself just to have the copy and keep it. Yes, it is one that you need to go on your shelf. Definitely a keeper. Uh, Eleanor is socially clueless. She's literal to a degree that everyone finds odd. It's painful to witness and yet completely adorable. Here are some examples from the book that illustrate Eleanor's quirks and personality. 
At a party, a man approaches Eleanor and asks to buy her a drink. Her reply is, No, thank you, I said. I don't want to accept a drink from you because then I would be obliged to purchase one for you in return. My favorite part was when she went to the party. Was it a surprise birthday party? Yes. And she was trying to think of what she should take. She knew she should buy a gift. But she hadn't bought a gift. So when she was rummaging around how she found the cheese <laughs> and thought, oh, a man, a man likes cheese. So she put it in her purse. Yeah. Was that the cheese that had already been partially eaten? Yes, I think it was <laughs> that cheese. Well, you know, it's always good to go to a party <laughs> with a gift. <laughs> Even if it is cheese. Even if it is cheese. So obviously, Eleanor is learning how to be social. It's not something she's ever done, and she's picking up on these clues of how you interact with people and how you conduct yourself. Um, in another part, she, she says, was this how it worked then? Successful social integration? Was it really that simple? Wear some lipstick, go to the hairdresser, and alternate the clothes you wear. Someone ought to write a book or at least an explanatory pamphlet and pamphlet pass this information on. I just thought that was hilarious. Like she doesn't know you alternate your clothes or get your hair cut. Uh, And the part where she really starts to want to doll herself up and get her nails done and get waxed. I was rolling. (laughs) That was pretty hilarious. It's worth the read to do the waxing part of the book. Uh, Eleanor's social awkwardness and her lack of filter, her inability to grasp exactly how people expect her to behave, actually hide a great deal of secret pain, though. Pain and memories hidden even from herself. And when she's forced to start recognizing just what a burden she's carried for so much of her life and who is responsible, it threatens to break her. It's written from a first-person point of view, so readers really only get Eleanor's perspective, which is quite a unique perspective, and we only know the truths that Eleanor allows us and herself to know. The book's divided into three parts, good days, bad days, and better days. It contains incredibly rich vocabulary from the crossword-loving, podcast-listening, documentary-watching Eleanor. Many words were actually new to me. Uh, How about you, Sheila? They were, but I was so excited because my favorite word ever is discombobulated, and it was in this book twice. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I thought um, it did have a extensive, Eleanor speaks with an extensive vocabulary, but most of them I thought you could easily pick up if you didn't yes. know. Um, I did think it was funny that she used micturate for urinate and uh, considered smoking rebarbative. I actually did look that one up to make sure I had it correct. Most of the words, though, I thought um, could easily be determined through context, and uh, it was it was a quite interesting and enjoyable vocabulary. You are listening to Red Astray. I'm Laura, your book review host from the Henson Oakley Podcast Center. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Wedding, reunion, big birthday? Do you need a boost of confidence that a wider smile could provide? Henson Oakley on West Jackson Street in Cookville offers Zoom teeth whitening for a brighter, wider smile. Visit Henson Oakley Family Dentistry to see if Zoom teeth whitening is right for you. Again, today's review is Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeyman. 30-year-old Eleanor lives by her routines. She's been at the same job since she left university. She eats the same meals, sandwich at lunch, and microwave pasta for dinner. She wears the same clothes and two pairs of sensible shoes. 
She has her weekly phone chat with Mommy, and she has her weekend rituals, which include frozen pizza and enough vodka to keep her pleasantly drunk all weekend. For the most part, she shuns interactions with her co-workers, whom she mostly thinks are foolish and lazy. They make fun of her, both behind her back and in front of her, and she doesn't really care, because Eleanor Oliphant is fine. Then two things happen which throw Eleanor's routine out of balance. First, while attending a concert with a co-worker, she spots a handsome musician and becomes quickly infatuated. She's decided that he is the one for her. She's ready to commit to a relationship with this man, and she envisions exactly how it will be. This is when she starts to make herself ready for the encounter, the waxing, the nails, the change of clothes. She knows that he will sweep her off her feet and they will live happily ever after. She also purchases a laptop and a cell phone and starts doing research on her future love. She follows him on all social media and reads every item that appears on her, on her web search. Secondly, the second thing that changes her is one afternoon she and Raymond, the IT guy from her office, whom she considers poorly groomed and a bit bumbling, save the life of an elderly man who falls in front of them. Saving Sammy's life suddenly gives Eleanor two unexpected relationships, friendships, something she's never had before. How do you think that affected Eleanor? It, I thought this was a pivotal point in the book because she started to realize how important relationships were. Because in the beginning, I think she was fine just to be alone because that's all really she'd ever known. But then I loved it when they brought Raymond in and then she met Sammy and the whole family welcomed her in. So uh, that was an enjoyable time. It was. And I don't think she realized what she had been missing all this time. No. Yeah. Um, I did like some of her comments about Raymond. Uh, Even if she she starts to consider him a friend and, and really care about him and he ends up being so very important in her life. But some of the comments she makes about him... uh, For example, they're having a meal together, and she says, Raymond started eating, telling me the details between and during mouthfuls. I'm not sure what it would take to put that man off food, the Ebola virus, perhaps. Nonetheless, Raymond does turn out to be one who shows Eleanor what it means to be a friend. He helps her navigate the ins and outs of social situations and helps her learn that having people in your life is what makes life worth living. Eventually, it becomes abundantly clear just how not fine Eleanor truly is you know Laura I got so caught up in her character and rooting for her I was in my living room reading I was rooting for her. I started laughing out loud that I really forgot part of the storyline and so the twist at the end kind of threw me off guard I had no idea it was coming oh really yes yeah um I guess I I picked up a little bit on something wasn't quite right but it was Maybe a little bigger than I realized. Uh Yeah. Well, you know, her world does kind of come crashing in around her, but she's wise enough to know um, it is because of her own poor decisions and based on influences from her past. And although it takes her a while and some brave measures to turn her life around, she does accept the help from Raymond and her long and slow recovery is a testament to the human soul's willingness to strive and thrive against all odds. I definitely would uh, recommend this book. Two, three, four, how many thumbs could I give it? 
count your toes too. Let's yes. give it 20 because it's a must read. It is a must read. Um, put this one on your shelf and read it before the movie comes out. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm always open to book recommendations or ideas as well as any format suggestions or recommendations. You can access me through social media. Tune in again next time for another book review. Until then, happy reading. You've been listening to Red Astray. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center.